everybody to Sharpen That Axe, a podcast dedicated to strengthening your skills as a guitar player. My name is Dylan Murphy. We're here with a mini episode. With me, as always, is my co-host, John Gillen. John, how are you? Woo! That's me. You are woo. That's great. Yes. That's, that's the energy we need. <laughs> at like, uh, But at times at almost eight o'clock on a Friday evening. It's been a week. I know it's noon over there, but... Hey, know. it's been a week. I'm, I'm sitting it's here going, it's noon. Holy cow. I need like three more coffees just to make it through the afternoon here so don't talk to me before i've had my coffee john gillen so uh this is (laughs) just like basic bitch karen mom anyway um (laughs) this is a mini episode where we talk about uh mini topics and uh just you know bite-sized chunks to you know it's not a longer format so today we are talking about something that it's not I would say it's not very near and dear to my heart because I don't really understand it. So this podcast is basically an excuse for me to ask you loads of questions and pass it off as content. So this is uh, VSTs, which sounds like a venereal disease, and AMP simulators. <laughs> so <laughs> getting tested for VSTs. That's no, the title. No. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so AMP sims and VSTs. And so I'll 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 break it down a little bit my I, I have like no real experience with this i i really did not know what they were until you told me what an axe effects was about four years ago and uh i'm i'm a guitar into pedal pedal into amp kind kind of guy but uh since finding out about There's what a, these are what they are and what gonna... they do go on yeah i was just gonna say well there's there is now a pedal for that too so goodness gracious but but yeah there you have it yeah so okay so amp sims and vsts do you want to give us a little bit maybe of an introduction to what each one of them is what's the difference what are they okay so this is this market just kind of gets bigger and bigger the earliest kind of idea uh between sort of an amp simulator uh was boss and roland developed their cosm c-o-s-m uh technology which the whole idea was to copy different amp sounds and this was in the mid 90s 95 96 something like that and then line six came out shortly after that with the infamous pod so we all remember the pod right i mean did did you have a pod so yeah so my mom's partner at the time was like an audio nerd he was like a nanotechnologist but he was really into recording on the weekends it was like his hobby so he had a pod and I, I had read about it in Total Guitar magazine, but I had no idea what it was. And I was just kind of blown away because I was used to playing my like crappy Squire through my crappy like Fender starter amp. And all of a sudden I can get these like U2 tones. I can get these Queen tones all just by like literally turning a dial and going through hundreds and hundreds of amps and effects. And just like, you know, it was kind of wasted on me, but I was still blown away that this kind of technology existed where you didn't have to buy loads of pedals and put them through in the right order and painstakingly tweak the the knobs to, to get the sound that you wanted. It was all there. It was literally in a box. Like, yeah, it's insane. Crazy. I, so I, I suppose, remember. Yeah, go ahead. So I suppose with boss, when I think of like boss and, and effects units, I suppose like it's all pedal wise. The, the, the pod was like a desktop thing. Whereas Boss would have previously specialized in kind of like effects units, like pedals, stomp boxes, stuff like that. Right. I remember I had a teacher who had a, uh, I think it might have been a Digitech version of this stuff around the same time period. 
And uh, I, I found the Boss thing and I, I managed to purchase a Boss GT3, which was just, it had everything, including the kitchen sink inside yeah. of this little box. And um, what, what just blew me away with this was the different kind of amp sounds you could get out of it. So yeah. if you wanted that Marshall sound or if you were looking for something that's more of a you know, the, a rectified sound that you could just have this insane amount of gain on there, you know, like spider yes. three levels of insane. So <laughs> had to Line work it in there reference. somewhere, yeah, right? You did. Yeah. Well done. Well done. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it had all these other effects on it too. So, and that's, that's kind of one of the main features there in a lot of like the line six and the boss was that it wasn't just an amp simulator, but you had these other things that you could do with it whether and kind of put these pedals in front of it and then of course you had these banks where you could store things up and down and um have at least like the gt3 i had it had four different sounds per bank but it had something like 60 user banks and 60 factory preset banks i mean it was wow. more than you could possibly ever use um so yeah pretty pretty amazing little thing and what we're talking about today, though, is the difference between something like this, where we have this amp simulator or effects, you know, multi-effects and amp simulator processors like the Line 6 and like the Boss GT units um, versus a VST, which is a virtual studio technology. So the VST right. then is designed to be, it's a piece of software, essentially. Sometimes they can be standalone. Sometimes they have to be integrated in a DAW, but mm -hmm. it can be a VST could be anything from piano sounds or orchestral sounds. And, and of, of course, in our case now, guitar sounds. And a lot of these, for example, like Bias FX, they have yes. several different amps that you can choose from. And then you have different cabs that you can pick, and then you can choose the mic placement and usually some it's pedals crazy. or some rack effects to stick in there, depending on the, the type of a VST that you're using. And then even now we have these amp simulators where you have these input responses and you can, they're, they're just pedals. Uh, the Strymon Iridium, we'll talk probably a little bit more about those, yeah. you know, where you have an amp and a cab, and then you can set different levels in terms of what you want that particular one to sound like, how much gain, what are the EQ levels on it, how much presence from the power amp, all of that stuff. Now, if, little pedal that fits on your pedal board. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, and then finally, now we've got a lot of the rack gear, like the Axe Effects, the Kemper, the Line 6 Helix. And a lot of these can be controlled by a foot pedal and they have foot yeah. pedal versions for like the Axe Effects and the Helix. But what's amazing now is that they're again, wrapping the effects into this. Some of them better than others. And I think there's something to be said for that too. But um, there's so much that you can do now with just these units and you don't need a, and so I watch you from afar size mm. pedal board, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to get all of these sounds and racks of amps. So it's, it's pretty amazing where the technology has come when we consider the Line 6 and the Boss GT series from 25 years ago, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I suppose so the difference between the two, I suppose, between like an amp simulator and an effects processor and a VST 
is it's kind of like one is hardware and the VST is like software. So essentially to use a VST, all you need to do is guitar, maybe your like Scarlett 2i2 interface or something to plug it into your computer and your computer. And that's all you need to essentially, and the software obviously to kind of get the sounds that you're looking for. You don't need really any effects units or like hardware or racks or anything like that. It's just all digital. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, I, you, I think the way you put it right there is perfect, like software versus hardware. Uh, yeah. I've even done recordings using just bias effects. So a total dry signal and then a, uh, a signal with bias and then sending it off to the guy who's doing the mixing and he goes, you know what, I'm just going to use the sound from bias because I think it sounds fantastic. Like it's incredible. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, from as a guy that has recorded amps in studios before, I mean, just the idea of, you know, you got to you got to proof the room. You know, you've you've got a studio, you've got to like the mic placement has to be perfect. You got to, mm -hmm. you know, the idea of putting all that hassle to one side and literally just tweaking everything on your laptop or on your iMac or whatever and just tweaking everything there as opposed to having to physically get up and move everything around and check. It's just such a time saver just in terms of convenience. And like these amp sims, sorry, these, um, like the VST, the, the, the neural DSP, is that the one? That's, that's yeah. the name of it. Yeah. They, I was going through what they had yesterday and like with the amp selection, you can choose what tubes the digital amp has. Yeah, like, it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> Absolutely uh, insane. Bias Amp does the same thing. So Bias FX is sort of the uh, the all-in-one package, but they have Bias Pedal where you can go in and you can pick, oh, do I want silicone or germanium diodes in this particular pedal? <laughs> where you can, you know, you can swap out and change the tubes in these amps and do something that almost nobody would ever do or change the bias on the amp even. Like the detail that you can get into is incredible and and it, it it makes a difference in how it sounds and does that mean that there's not value to the amplifier anymore to a, a studio and an amp Ooh, and a mic good question that's a really I, good question i don't know i'm not i'm not a producer i am not a sound engineer um it probably the safe answer would be it depends yeah <laughs> but i, I don't suppose know. well it's funny you should say that because I, I have a friend, uh, Owen Dolan. He's a like he's a producer and songwriter uh, around, you know, around Galway. And he puts out albums and he records everything live. Like he records all the drums live in his attic and he records all the amps. Like he mics up all the amps and he does it painstakingly. Like he goes through everything. He has this real Brian Wilson kind of work ethic where everything kind of has to be tweaked. And he got Amplitude, the VST last month and he's just like i'm never micing up an amp again like he's wow. just yeah he's just like this is changing everything you know and uh, like he's one of the people that just has that ear and he knows what he wants and the idea of that he doesn't have to like that he can do it all on his computer i mean it is the future i mean we've talked about before about the warmth of the tube amp and you know man i sold my tube amp and i don't regret it because right. it's heavy as hell it's really you have to really crank it to get a decent sound and i don't know so okay so let's let's go into practical uses for this i mean recording obviously it's a game changer but live like in order to use one of these units live like what what's what's the main thing to watch out for 
Oh, okay. So using stuff live though, too, this is, you wouldn't be using a VST normally uh, no, no, live. No. So you would be using, you know, maybe an Axe FX, a Kemper, the Helix, um, or some of these pedals that now, these amp simulator pedals. So for the amp simulator pedals, you've got the, the two big ones that I've seen right now, and there are others, I think, uh, the Strymon Iridium and the Walrus Audio ACS-1. Mm. I've played through both of these. And as long as you know what you're doing with them, I had an instance a couple of weeks ago where I was borrowing somebody's ACS-1 and something happened and I didn't know how to fix it. So I just yeah. went Read to the, the back line instead. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but what's amazing about these is they each have three main amplifiers that you can use. And they're kind of a, a Fender, a Vox, usually like an AC30, and then a Marshall Plexi. And you can tweak, as I said before, you can tweak the gain levels and all that fun stuff. But not only that, you can choose what cabs go in front of these two. So for a live scenario, it's particularly if you've got a pretty good PA system that you're going into and a good monitor system, whether that's in-ears or stage monitors, as long as you've got that set up, uh, they're perfect for that. Is it going to be perfect for every bar gig? Probably not. But if you're playing gigs with your own PA and your own monitor line, like yeah. you can just throw a powered monitor in front of yourself. And now you've got a sense of what's going on, um, which can be an advantage. The same thing is the case with like the Axe FX, the Kemper and the Line 6. These can go directly into the house. And as long as you trust your sound guy, you're hmm. set. Um, I think that's like a, a great, great aspect to have because, you know, so I've played in a bunch of cover bands before. Like I've played bass, mm -hmm. I've played drums, I've played guitar. And these multi-effects units, like even the boss, I was in a band and one of the, the guitarists had a boss GT8, the black one. And oh, yeah. he, he like, he could get every sound out of it. It was literally, he had it and like this, crappy Roland cube amp that would just was just big enough to you know uh, fill a bar essentially and mm -hmm. it was just he had like the U2 sound in there he had like the classic funk sound all from this GT8 and the thing is like when you're going with the fractal effects uh, sorry the axe effects or the the Kemper like we've interviewed a bunch of people that have used those units and like swear by them like I know line six is like can be a bit of a joke like a bit of a meme because of the old yeah. spider amp. But I mean, when we had Philip Joyce on, who is like one of the biggest, like the most reputable guitarists in the country, he swears by the Helix. Like he really does because yeah. of the versatility and the, you know, just the, even just the tone you can get out of it in terms of like a, a floor unit. Right. And like, the, we uh, had, yeah, go on. Yeah, you, go ahead. Pardon me. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I just wanted to say as well, like I, I was going through our interview list recently and we had Jim uh, Kimo West, who is the guitar player for Weird Al's band. And, you know, he's been playing with Weird Al for 30 years, probably. And the amount of like tones that he needs and he just swears. But I think he said he had two of the axe effects that he takes on tour. Yeah. Just in case one of them breaks. Yeah. It's a, it's pretty incredible when you consider that. And uh, to, to just kind of give a, a 10,000 foot perspective, right? That big overview of what each one of those 
do, those full units are going to be very different than what I just described with the pedals, right? So the yes. Axe effects, the Kemper, and the Line 6, they each do something a little bit different, which doesn't help when you're trying to decide which one to purchase. Hmm. But the, uh, the Axe effects, I think, does a really good job of uh, primarily having decent amp sounds and really good effects. So the effects on the Axe effects are top-notch. And then when you move to the Kemper, the Kemper does a phenomenal job modeling the amp. So it's different than sort of simulating the amp, which is what the Axe effects and the Helix do, uh, but the it creates an actual profile of what how sound passes through the amplifier. It's this crazy thing where if you have an amp, you essentially stick, stick their specialized microphone onto the speaker and it sends the signal all through the speaker and the amp, and then it creates this profile for it. And it's Kemper is very adamant. This is different the, the, in terms of creating a profile than sort of simulating the amp. Yes. Because yeah. it's, it's going to be a little bit more responsive and it's a better picture of what that amp is going to sound like in the room based on where the mic is placed and all that stuff versus Axe Effects, which is going to be much more of kind of this is sort of what the amp would sound like direct. Uh, the Kemper is going to give it, what does it sound like to your ears? Not what does it sound like to the computer? Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. That's yeah. fascinating. So the, and the downside is the Kemper is a little bit more, what do you call it? The, uh, the effects are a little more limited and they're not gotcha. going to be as in depth as say the Axe effects. Now the line six, I think, does probably the best job of marrying these two for, especially on a budget. So the Kemper, you could probably get the, the non-powered version of the Kemper all in right around 1500. That seems to be what they tend to go for on reverb. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Axe effects, you're looking at spending almost two grand on those, maybe closer to 1500 if you're looking at an older model. The Line 6 though, is going to be a little bit cheaper than both of those. You're with the floorboard, you're probably in it for about 1200 And for something that is as versatile as it is, it takes a little more time for yeah. each one of these to kind of get things dialed in. But you can also look up all the other input responses and everybody else's presets and kind of get those in a slightly better uh setup than what just comes out of the box or what you may even be able to do in the limited amount of time that you have to get it done yeah that, so that's really interesting i suppose it's very much worth mentioning is this idea of like signature tones and profiles i mean you can you know i think it's more so with vsts it's a bit more popular but you can essentially like gojira who we talked about in the last episode and Pliny and Corey wong they all have these profiles on DSP mm -hmm. that you can essentially just like download and replicate and tweak and kind of make your own. And it's kind of like the idea of buying a, you know, <laughs> you know, buying the signature guitar and thinking it's going to sound like, you know, your idol. And this is actually like, no, this will make you sound <laughs> like, yeah. like plenty. Like it's, 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 it's insane. Just the idea of like, this is, you can, you can download it onto your computer. You can download somebody's presets and, it's, it's all there. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. And they've, uh, you know, even on like the Axe Effects stuff too, they've they've sort of made it a point that you can purchase some of these IRs. And uh, yeah, some of them are good. Some of them aren't, to be honest. Some of them are like, well, it works for that guy, but 
when I use it, it sounds like garbage. So, <laughs> it's on the fingers, you know. man. <laughs> Tones in the fingers. Who needs these things anyway? Exactly. So there's there's a lot um, a, a lot to dive into when it comes to any one of these particular things. But that's kind of the the big overview, I think, when you're looking at those those full units and when you're looking at like the the Strymon or the Walrus Audio. Um, and when it comes to a live setup, sort of circle around to your question, it, it kind of depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah. If you're in a situation where you can go into the house a lot, you know, that axe affects the Kemper, the line six make a lot of sense. Um, and <clears throat> some of its budget too, you know, the Strymon and the Walrus Audio, they're going to cost you 350 to 400 bucks, depending on what you can find new and used out there. But that if you already have a pedal board that you really like, you spend a bunch of time building that, mm. those are a great way to simplify what you have to do in terms of carrying an amp around. So you may yeah. not, you know, if you're going to play, there's a, there's a few venues here in town, like even 500 seat where it's like, they've got a de decent sound system. So you just use the sound system, right. And you plug in, you can plug in that Iridium and they're both stereo. And it's fine. And it's a it's a relatively cheap setup. If you like your pedal board, if you want to take things to that next level, like that Axe effects or the Line 6 might be the way to go. The Kemper, I think, is a good unit. And I've seen people use it live a fair bit. Um, yeah. It strikes me, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it strikes me that it gets used more in the studio than it does necessarily live. I could be wrong about that. But that's kind of my impression on it. Yeah, I, I've seen it kind of like 50-50 in terms of, you know, out in the wild at gigs. Like, I'm like, oh, it's the camper. You know, I, I can see it there. And I'm like, that makes sense, yeah. you know. Um, I've seen it like pop up on live sessions, like Tiny Desk concerts and stuff more and more. Because, you know, if you're a session guitarist and you're playing with like a pop singer and every song has like a different sound or requires something else, you know, you're going to be doing a lot of pedal hopping to try and get that sound every time. And exactly. Just, I think, I think it's <laughs> like, give us convenience or give us death. It's very much that idea <laughs> of, but like, I, I mean, in terms of like the amount of pedals I've gone through over the years and mm -hmm. like, I've got some really nice ones and I've got a few ones that I'm like, I'm not going to sell that like that. I'm, I'm, I'm like, right. this is great. Like my, you know, my Keeley tone station and, you know, the, the spark and the, uh the the what's the other one the ep booster like those are great mm -hmm. pedals and i'm happy but like in terms of if i you know if i was to start playing with bands again and you know there would be a touring scenario and i'm recording i i, I think this i probably if i you know had money put away I'd, this is the way i'd go you know in terms of like yeah. getting like you know a kemper or a helix or something like that because it's just the versatility in terms of being able to program in everything and the amount of stress that at a gig like at a sound check and you just can't get the sound that you've been working at at home this way is like right every time you know it's it's just i'm getting too old for <laughs> that kind of stress you know it adds years to your life oh my gosh for real and that's that's just it i and and this is kind of I keep going back and forth on a lot of this. So it, it, which one would be the one to to go with if if it's a combination of home and out gigging a little bit? Like which which way is the easiest and which way is the best way to go? You know, and that's where 
it, it you kind of have to ask yourself, what are the things that I'm really looking for in a particular unit? You know, the it seems to me a lot of the guys who really push the axe effects are really looking for high gain situations, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because it's it's a lot of progressive metal bands that use this, you know, John Petrucci, Tosin Abasi, um, mm. the guys from Periphery, Jason Richardson, you know, Dweezil Zappa, all of that. But then, you know, at the same time, you've got Trevor Rabin and Andy Summers shilling it too. So, <laughs> you know, like, uh, what do you do with that? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so interesting, like, the, the places these units turn up. Like I was on Guitar World, I think last month, and the number one, like, you know, the most read article was an interview with The Offspring and who are back with a new, you know, 2021 with a new pop punk album. And I listened to it and everything. It's it still sounds the same as it did back in 98. Um, But they in the in the interview, they're like, oh, yeah, it's it's like, sorry, it's like Axe all the way. And it's just like, I'm like, even these lads are using it, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, wild, man. And it's the convenience yeah. and it's, it's the same thing every time. It's like, you know, they'll just use it for like, I, they, I've got a, I've got the interview up here and it's like, it doesn't change at all. It doesn't, wherever you take it, it's the same sound every time. Um, yeah. So, Which, I mean, you know, I, I think the, the axe effects to me just has that the, the barrier for that is just the price. To get the newest one, the Axe FX3, you're looking at $2,000. Yeah. Whereas you can get a Helix for about 12 You can get a Kemper usually all in for about $15. Um, and even with the Kemper, if the effects aren't great, if you want to keep your pedal board in front of the Kemper, now think about all of the different amps you have available to you. So you can still My get a lot of pretty fantastic sounds. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the question is, if... Dear listener, you're trying to figure out which one of these is the best way to go. Think about a budget first and think about how you want to use it in a live situation or even in your basement. You know, what's what's the purpose of buying these? And you might ask yourself, well, do I really need more than a Fender or Vox and a Marshall? Um, if you're kind of a pop player or a really traditional like uh, rock player, probably not. Um, you probably don't need some sort of high gain rectified sound and but then maybe if you do you spend 40 bucks and you get bias so that's <laughs> that, that's yeah. i've done that you know and and maybe that's all you need you know and that's just it i think um we kind of left the vsts there for a bit but when you're going back through this and you're kind of asking yourself well, what what's the best thing for me to do right now where i am um Easiest thing to do is start with a VST and just kind of get a sense of if if you're a basement player or if you're looking to just be able to get a decent sound in your headphones, start with a VST. There's no reason to go and spend out a spend a thousand dollars or thousand euro or whatever on any of these full size units because it's just honestly it won't make that much of a difference to buy the neural DSP, which those are usually 160 a piece that are super flexible. Even if, even if you're buying, you buy something like the Pliny one, which has a great clean tone, a great high gain tone. There's plenty of room to play around with. Why bother spending a thousand dollars when you can spend 160 and you can get just great sound that'll come either out of your studio monitors or your headphones anyway, 90% of the time. If you're gigging, I think there's some things that 
are worth considering when it comes to the pedals or even a line six or something like that. But that's my two cents would be you've got neural DSP, which are pretty specialized bias, I think is one of your best bets in terms of good IRs out the gate and relatively inexpensive. They've got three tiers. Uh, the cheapest tier is usually around 40 bucks or something like that on sale. Um, and the most expensive is going to be, I think about 160 and you get something in the neighborhood of like 40 different amps that you can choose from. That's and then crazy. a boatload of effects on top of it. And finally Amplitube, which has a great sound, as you mentioned. And I, I don't know that they have a tiered system, but theirs also they has do. loads yeah, of effects. Okay. Very similar to what you just said there. Yeah. Okay. So whereas I think neural DSP, you're going to end up spending the most money, but they do sound fantastic. So if only you could spend money and just buy time to go through all these units, because like, that's the thing. It's like, I think if that's the most, I think the fact that why I've been drawn to pedals, it's like, okay, cool. I can play around with this pedal for two or three hours and I can figure out what I can get from it. But with these yeah. things, it's just like, where the hell do I start? Well, because now it's instead of being like, oh, I play a Vox. Well, what do you want to play for this song? For yeah. half of this song, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's yeah. the crazy thing. The Kemper even has something where essentially with a uh, expression pedal, you can change from one amp to the other and you can Stop. gradiate that's the change. Oh so if God. you're like... I'm going to start this as a match list and I'm going to end as a marshal. Like you can do that. The future it's, is here. Yeah. Or, or you go halfway and essentially you're blending this signal. I don't know how that works. Just Kemper people that I've talked to said, yeah, that's a possibility. Um, so I don't know under what circumstances you decide you have to do that, but <laughs> it's, it's amazing like so yeah, anyway yeah, that's, that's yeah anyway i think that was a good summary john thank you very much for asking all of my um very inane questions i appreciate it and i'm sure the listeners did too uh yeah so we might we're, we're going to post uh, a few links to our like preferred units and you know all the ones that we've mentioned on on this this episode uh, if you have any like suggestions in terms of like future mini episodes we, we love talking about gear and you know how to use it what to get out of it and yeah if you use one of these units that we've talked about we'd love to hear from you we will we'll, we'll read out your response on the pod it'd be great to hear from you and um, you can reach us at sharpen that axe pod uh no sharpen that axe at gmail.com um but yeah i mean this is this is fun i'd love to talk about do more mini mini sods on on gear in the future excellent Right. <laughs> so glad you agree. Um, sweet. Friends, thanks very much. Look us up on Instagram. Uh, look us up on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Give us any feedback and leave a review if possible. It really helps the show. And yeah, we have merch on TeePublic, I believe. Is that right, John? Teespring. Teespring. I think I said that last time as well. Uh, you Teespring. did say that last time. One of these days you'll get it right. It's okay. Just Spring reverb. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> We're not, tr not trying to cover costs for the show or anything. That's Don't, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> little peek behind the curtain there folks uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time not literally stay sharp